Hey, want to learn about the latest trends in digital marketing? In today's connected world, information is plentiful and always changing. It's difficult to keep up. Each week, we bring you the latest digital marketing news in easy, digestible format. Say goodbye to hours of research and learn everything you need to know right here. You are listening to This Week in Marketing. Hey everyone, welcome back to This Week in Marketing show, also known as The Trim Show. I'm your host, Sajid Islam, and today I'll be going over the notable news and updates in the digital marketing space from the week of March 8, 2021. Today, first off, we have updates from TikTok. So TikTok has released new business tips. These tips include advice on how to get discovered, how to produce creative content, how to drive performance, and how to connect to the training culture. Now, this is in addition to the news we covered last week where TikTok is actually has a summit coming up for small, medium-sized businesses in the U.S., uh, and in addition to that, they didn't want to wait just for the summit. They went ahead and released some more uh, information for small businesses. Now, why is this important? It's important in a couple of ways. Number one is TikTok is really taking a different approach to uh, bringing new businesses on the platform, which is aka education. They understand that, you know, the platform is still new. A lot of confusions are going to arise. A lot of people are going to be lost. You know, they want to basically set the stage right so people are set up for success number one and number two is they're not just stopping by doing one thing they're doing multiple events they're doing educational content they're doing summits so all in all this is a signal that tiktok is serious about growth and they are taking a very different approach from some of the platforms that are out there even though you know big platforms such as facebook has also gotten the hint and they're producing uh, educational content. So with that having said, you know, if you are listening to this show and you have been on the fence about TikTok, this is a great time for you to get on the sh- uh, on TikTok as well as, you know, sign up for the TikTok uh, SMB Summit, which was a link we shared in our last episode. With that, let's move on to the next one, which is Snapchat. Snapchat has released, uh, you know, basically a resource hub uh, sharing in terms of how is their ad going to be affected and you know they lay it all out and break it down by point by point now why is this important number one if you're advertising on snapchat you obviously want to know that so it it matters to you if you're a snapchat advertiser but on the other hand even if you're not a snapchat advertiser i would still encourage you to go check it out with one caveat you know if you are advertising on any other platform, say Facebook, or Twitter, LinkedIn, or Google, right? Especially if you are a service provider, an agency owner, an expert, you really want to triangulate information. So let's just say hypothetically you are a Facebook advertiser, you help small businesses run Facebook ads, and you know, Apple's update, iOS 14 update is going to affect Facebook, but you really want to geek, geek, not geek out, but I would say you really want to deep, go deep and figure out how is this affecting other platforms so that it's more knowledge information for you as well as, you know, you can position better your ads and calculate differently because, you know, remember you get so data from multiple sources, you could actually triangulate information and get better clarity so with that check it out i checked it out you know it's really good uh again we don't run ads on snapchat but i really like some of the things that are going to be changing like and i'm looking at my notes here it's attribution windows are changing 
pixels. What they're saying is custom audience size is going to reduce. Obviously, we know that uh, audience match size is going to also reduce because of the way targeting is going to work and uh, tracking is going to work. And the last thing is that retargeting pool size is also going to be reduced. So again, with that, I don't want to go too deep into it uh, on this podcast. Uh, I just want to say if you are advertising if any form, shape, shape or form, go check it out. With that, let's move on to the next one, which is Twitter is now allowing brands to limit who can reply to the promoted tweets. Now, if you've been following our show, we have covered this in the past where Twitter has said when you publish a tweet, you can actually limit who can reply to your tweet. You don't want those people who are trolling you to kind of reply to you and really screw up your tweet tweet, tweet feed. Now, Twitter is taking this a step further and by saying if you want to promote a tweet, we are going to give you you we are going to give you the advertiser an option to select who can reply to your promoted tweet. Is it going to be everyone? Is it going to be people you only follow or is it going to be people you are tagging in that tweet? Now, this is a folks, this is a this is a double edged sword. Why? Number one, you know, if you promote a tweet and yes, it does uh, prevent the trollers from tweeting your replying back and putting your tweet down and saying negative things and nasty things. We have seen that happens on the internet. On the other hand, we have seen scammers run ads, especially on Facebook. And you know what people are going to say? Hey, yeah, I ordered this product, but you never shipped it to me. Now, those kind of feedback are going to get like, you know, blocked, right? We haven't seen a whole lot of that on Twitter, but I'm just saying I've seen that on Facebook. Imagine if Facebook were to copy this fake function and we know all these platforms copy each other. What's going to happen is Facebook is going to prevent this. And it's just, like I said, it's a double-edged sword. There is a benefit and there is a negative side as well. How that plays out, I do not know. But uh, why I'm sharing this is because, you know, again, you can do it if you're a brand who are getting like, you know, basically getting nasty things because some people really hate you and they don't have anything better to do. Maybe this is something for you on Twitter. Okay, with that, let's move on to the next one, which is also an update from Twitter, which is Twitter receives a tag certification for reliable ad placement. Now, if you are unsure what tag is, you are not alone. I actually also had to look it up uh, for this show. And this is one of the reasons I love this show as well, because you know, it just keeps me up to date with things I have not, I would not have otherwise heard about. So tag is trustworthy accountability group. Uh, basically, it's something, you know, that came up. If you remember, I think a couple of years ago where there was a big, uh, you know, backs, backlash on YouTube because, you know, YouTube advertisers were boycotting YouTube and Facebook because, you know, their ads were shown around or on content that were questionable and like, you know, really uh, against their company values. And it's just nasty content, right? And the brands pulled out. And so what this thing, this tag is a third party group that came in and they basically does certification that says, you know what? Yeah, Twitter is a reliable platform ad platform you could do that they do whatever they can to basically weed out all this bad stuff so that you know you could uh advertise you as a brand can advertise on this platform and actually be feel safe how safe it is i do not know because you know this is a world of user-generated content so any content can go up and you know anything can happen but it's just a step forward why is this important well it's important to couple of in a way i was going to say a couple of ways but i think it's just main way is that it gives big brands 
that peace of mind. It's like an insurance policy for big brands. So when Twitter is doing this, I mean, obviously other platforms are going to do it if they have not already done it. Uh, but when Twitter is doing it, they're actually attracting other big brands onto their platform, which basically means, again, if you remember, we covered the Twitter's uh, growth plans two episodes back where they said they want to double their revenue size in three to five years, right? So they're going to basically bring in more big brands. And with that is going to, the Twitter size is going to increase, which basically means if you are not on Twitter now, you maybe want to start getting on Twitter. That's what I'm saying. Okay. With that, let's go to the next one, which is uh, you want to know about this new monetization on Facebook, new monetization option on Facebook. What is it? Well, the good news is that creators can finally start monetizing their one minute video as well. Previously, Facebook was restricting that only three minutes or longer videos could monetize. With in-stream ads, now they're reducing it down to or bringing it down to one minute. So the way it's going to work is if you have a minute video, uh, you know, they will somehow and Facebook calls it quote unquote minimally invasive ad in your one uh, minimally invasive ad. And I'm laughing about it because you know, I just cannot control myself. But Facebook is saying we're going to put a minimally invasive 30 second ad within your one minute video. Right. And if you have a three minute or more video, three minute or longer video, then they're going to put a minimally invasive ad, a 45 second ad into that three plus minute long video. Now, why was I laughing and like, you know, hilarious is because number one, imagine you're watching a one minute video and you you see a 30 second video. Wouldn't you be pissed? What is that mean? Invasive, invasive. What is minimally invasive? But let's not look at Facebook from that angle. Facebook is a business. They have to make money. They want to compete with TikTok and that's why they're coming out with it because TikTok has ads. Uh, so, you know, it remains to be seen how it all rolls out. You know, some of the criteria that they have laid out, Facebook has laid out is like, you know, you need to have our, about a total of 600,000 total minutes of viewed from any combination of video uploads before you could actually qualify for monetization. So basically this combination of video uploads means on demand, live, previously live in the last 60 days. So you basically have to have 600,000 600,000 total minutes of viewed from any of this combination, right? In the last 60 days. So that's one. And you have to have five or more active video uploads previously live, uh, uh, video uploads or previously live videos. So you need to have a minimum of five videos and you need to have a total of 600,000 total minutes viewed, right? So they're basically lowering the bar so that everyone can uh, come in. So the two things that come to my mind is number one, it's a lot of people who are crushing it on TikTok are going to bring down the TikTok video and upload it on Facebook. So we are going to see a lot of double con double duplicate contents. But hey, who's really caring about duplicate content? They just want eyeballs and we're going to get those eyeballs. The second thing is um, we will see how really it works because, you know, Facebook is a platform. Uh, not very trusted. They're losing users to and creators to TikTok and other platforms, and they want to lure creators back onto the platform so they create original content. You know, they're still not talking about IG Reels and how that could be monetized, but I know that's going to also come down the road so that they could in incentivize all of us to, you know, produce more content on IGTV. 
But the good news for advertisers, on the other hand, is that there's going to be a lot more inventory, which basically means cost of ad on Facebook is going to come down. That's one, number one. Complexity is going to rise. That's number two. Uh, and number three is, but basically, Facebook as a platform is unreliable, right? Your accounts could be shut down, up, whatever algorithms change, and you know your cost per click or cost per conversion goes off the roof. Now iOS 14 is coming out. So why I shared this with you folks is that even if you are excited about this, please be cautious, right? Please be cautious because, you know, don't get too overly excited or now I can show my ad or I can make money. You could probably make money if you're a creator who fits that uh, criteria. But with that, let's move on. I don't want to really continue to talk about this. It's just saying, you know, you heard everything that I had to say. Okay, the last update, sorry, not the last update, but the next update is from Google. Uh, Key moments feature uh, in redefining video search. So what basically Google is saying that now when you search for something, Google has the ability to take, you know, usually in the past or up until now, what was happening is if you search for something, Google would pretty much show you videos that may be talking about the things you are asking about, as well as all the articles that match. Now Google is saying we are not going to not only going to do that, but we're going to take the video and we splice it up by sections. And that says in this section, they talk about, say, for example, the example I saw was what is SEO. So this in this video, this first 20 seconds are for what is SEO. Um, Then in this this middle section, they're talking about SEO breaks practice and things like that. So it's really breaking it down. So. Why am I covering it on this podcast? Well, number one is, folks, SEO is changing. SEO is evolving. We have to start creating videos the way we create articles, uh, SEO-focused articles, right? That's number one. Because now we have an opportunity to show up not only in content, because Google is realizing a lot of people actually likes to love to watch videos. So we need to create content and publish it to YouTube, in that format, educational content. And the second thing is that, you know, it's an opportunity for all of us to show up more, right? It's more inventory, more opportunity for us. So if you're not on YouTube, you need to get on YouTube. Whichever way, for us, we do this podcast and we put a copy of this uh, recording on YouTube. So hope this helps you and helps you to kind of figure out what your game plan should be uh, when it comes to YouTube, SEO, organic content, okay? With that, uh, the next one is, will YouTube overtake network television, right? That's a, that's a something, you know, it's something in my mind is because of the data that came out of YouTube that's absolutely mind-boggling. I, I, and let me run it down for you. In December, there were 120 million people in the U.S. who watched YouTube on big televisions, on connected TV, right? And the allow me to break down it further, it's like music, and education type programs, people have spent, there was a 50% growth. Uh, travel, 40% growth. Uh, humor was 60%. Cooking was 60%, right? What does this mean is that, like I just covered on the other one, YouTube is growing by leaps and bounds to the fact that, you know, where you have more opportunity to show up. Now, yes, we would not be able to produce, like small business owners will not be able to produce, like, say, really great, nice-looking TV series and things like that. But what I'm saying is that people are glued to the screen more and more You on YouTube, on big screen, or people are glued to YouTube on big screen and small screen and whatever screen. 
it means an opportunity for us to show ads, show in front of people. Because remember, a lot of small businesses actually have great product, great service, but they don't get the businesses they deserve, the clients they deserve, because they don't have the, you know, people cannot do not hear about them on time. That's what this is. That's the opportunity. So I hope you don't, you know, think, oh, I don't need to be on YouTube. I don't do YouTube and I don't want to hear it about it. I just want, I'm telling you, folks, if you're listening to this, is use YouTube to your advantage. Okay. With that, the next one is from Microsoft. Now, Microsoft is ad- Microsoft advertising, aka being on Microsoft ads, is introducing st- uh, static headlines for DSA, right? What this basically means is that DSA stands for dynamic search ads. The way it works, and this is something already available in Google, is that, you know, when you search for something, you do not know what you're, well, not you, but you do not know what your users are going to search for, right? So you create some typical headlines and you allow some dynamicism. So if someone is looking for, say, red color jacket, or someone could be looking for blue color jacket and you sell those things, but you do not know whether it's going to be red or blue, you want to take that query that someone searched for red color jacket or red or blue color jacket and you want to you should you want to be able to parse that red or blue and put it in your ad dynamically on the fly so that if someone sees your ad and they say yes we have red color jacket you'll be like oh yeah exactly that's what i'm looking for let me click on this ad and let me go to this side so this is something that works in uh Google right now, Google Ads, but Microsoft is bringing it right now over here. Uh, And you know what? This is good. If you have not thought of advertising on Microsoft, this is a time to start thinking about it. Cost is Microsoft is cheaper. Microsoft is still gets a good amount of traffic. So this is not a platform. And if you think Google is expensive, maybe, and if you have an older demography, uh, if your target group is a little bit older, like 50 plus, then this is probably a good platform for you to uh, look into. Okay. With that, let's go to the last one of this today. It's Microsoft released this new Bing WordPress plugin, which makes it absolutely easy for you to submit your new articles or indexing requests from your WordPress panel directly into Microsoft. For Google, what you have to do is if you have a new article, you have to log into Google Search Console, go manually enter the URL, and then request an index. With this Bing plugin, it's just easy, snap, right? How do I know this? When we saw this update, I told my team, we are putting it in, we put it on our website, and we actually already submitted two content, uh, two blog posts um, into using this plugin, okay? Now, very quickly why it matters before I log off for the day or for the week. It's some people say, you could say, when my team was saying, Sajid, Microsoft only gets 10% of the internet. Why do we care? And I told my team, look, here is why. Everyone has, or not everyone has, but a lot of people are buying Amazon Echo, right? Or Amazon Show or whatever those devices are. We have one in our house. It has a screen. And when you search it, guess where it's getting the results from? Yes, Microsoft Bing. Right. When you ask, I asked Echo the other day, hey, Echo, show me a video of how to cut, uh, I forgot that fruit name. I wasn't sure. Uh, And it showed me a video from Bing. That's why it matters. Right. That's the blue ocean for you, for us, all of us. 
right? If it's a way for us to show up on the Amazon ecosystem. So there you go, folks. Uh, that's all I had to share for this week. Now you know everything. Uh, and if you'd like to read more, make sure you visit the show page where you will find the links to the articles. Once again, this is your host, Sajid Islam, signing off until next week. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning in this week. It was a pleasure to serve you all. Hit the subscribe button so that you remember to sign on next week. Same place, same time for another round of This Week in Marketing.